Part Five, Chapter Sixteen of War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Chapter Sixteen. Anatole had recently transferred his lodgings to Dolokhov's house. The plan of abducting the young countess had been suggested and arranged by Dolokhov some days before, and on that day when Sonya, listening at Natasha's door, had determined to protect her this scheme was already to be carried into execution natasha had agreed to meet kuragin at ten o'clock that evening at the rear entrance kuragin was to place her in a trioka which should be in waiting and carry her sixty verse to the village of kamienko where an unfrocked pope would be in readiness to perform the mock marriage ceremony at kamienko a relay would be ready to take them toward warsaw and thence by regular stages they would make their escape abroad Anatole had his passport, and his Podoroznoya, or order for post-horses, and ten thousand roubles obtained from his sister, and ten thousand obtained through Dolokhov's mediation. Two witnesses, Vostokov, formerly a law clerk who is now a creature of Dolokhov's, and Makarin, a hussar on the retired list, a weak and good-natured fellow who had an inordinate affection for Kurigan, were sitting in the front room over their tea. In Dolokhov's large cabinet, the walls of which were hung from floor to ceiling with Persian rugs, bearskins, and weapons, sat Dolokhov himself in a travelling beshmet and top-boots before an open desk, on which lay bills and packages of money. Anatole, in his uniform, unbuttoned, came in from the room where the two witnesses were sitting, and was passing through the cabinet into the adjoining room where his French valet and another servant were packing up the last remaining effects. Dolokhov was making out the accounts and writing the amounts on a sheet of paper. "'Well,' said he, "'you will have to give two thousand to Vostokov.' "'All right, give it to him,' said Anatole. "'Makarka'—this was an affectionate name for Makarin—is so disinterested that he would go through fire and water for you. "'There now, the accounts are all made out,' said Dolokhov, calling his attention to the paper. "'Is that right?' "'Yes, of course it is.' said Anatole, evidently not heeding what was said, and looking into vacancy with a dreamy expression and a smile that did not leave his face. Dolokhov shut the desk with a slam, and turned to Kurigin with an amused smile. "'But see here, now. You'd better give this up. There's still time,' said he. "'Fool! Durak!' said Anatole. "'Stop talking nonsense. If you only knew. But only the devil knows what this is to me. Honestly!' throw it up said dolokhof i tell you the honest truth do you imagine that this is a joke that you are going into there you are stirring me up again go to the devil exclaimed anatole scowling i have no time to listen to your idiotic twaddle and he started to leave the room dolokhof smiled scornfully and condescendingly as anatole turned away wait he cried after him i am not joking i am telling you the truth come here come here i say anatole came back into the room again and trying to concentrate his attention gazed at dolokhof apparently quite under the influence of his will listen to me i suspect for the last time why should i jest with you have i done anything to thwart you who is it that has made all the arrangements for you who found your pope for you who procured your passport who got the money for you haven't i done the whole thing yes and i thank you do you imagine i am not grateful anatole sighed and embraced his friend 
i have been helping you but it is my place to tell you the truth it is a dangerous game and if it misses fire a stupid one suppose you elope with her well and good what will be the next step it will be discovered that you are married you will be prosecuted as a criminal ugh what nonsense what stupid nonsense cried anatole frowning again haven't i told you again and again eh and anatole with that peculiar passion for argument characteristic of men of small intellects when they want to show their wit reiterated the considerations which he had laid before dolokhof a hundred times i have told you again and again my mind is made up if this marriage is invalid said he doubling over his finger of course i am not responsible for it well then suppose it is valid it's just the same and when we are abroad no one will know the difference that's a fact is it not say no more say no more say no more but really give it up you will only get yourself into a scrape go to the devil screamed anatole and tearing his hair he rushed into the next room and then he came right back and sat down a straddle of a chair in front of dolokhof the devil only knows what this is to me eh just see how it beats he took dolokhof's hand and put it on his heart ah quel pied mon cher quel regard un dies eh dolokhof smiling unsympathetically looked at him out of his handsome impudent eyes evidently feeling inclined to have a little more sport out of him well but when your money is gone what then what then eh repeated anatole with a touch of genuine distress at the thought of the future what then i am sure i don't know but what is the use of talking nonsense he looked at his watch it's time anatole went into the next room hurry up there aren't you almost ready what are you dawdling so for he cried addressing the servants dolokhof put up the money and shouting to his man to have a lunch of eatables and drinkables prepared for the travellers for their journey he went into the room where vostokhof and makarin were waiting anatole had flung himself down on the ottoman in the cabinet and with his head resting on his hand was dreamily smiling and whispering low and tender words come and have something to eat have a drink then cried dolokhof from the next room i don't wish anything replied anatole still with the smile on his handsome lips come balaga is here anatole got up and went into the dining-room balaga was a famous trioka driver who for half a dozen years had known dolokhof and anatole and had furnished them with teams more than once when anatole's regiment had been at tver he had started at nightfall from tver set him down in moscow before daybreak and brought him back by the following morning more than once he had taken dolokhof out of the reach of pursuers more than once he had taken them out to drive with gypsies and demotchki nice little dames as balaga called fast women more than once at their instigation he had run down pedestrians and izvoschek's in the moscow streets and always his gentlemen as he called them had rescued him from the penalty more than one horse he had broken down in their service more than once he had been thrashed by them many times they had given him champagne and madeira which he specially affected and he knew of escapades of theirs which would have condemned any ordinary man to siberia during their orgies they had often invited balaga to take part and made him drink and dance with the gypsies and more than one thousand roubles of theirs had passed through his hands 
in service for them he had twenty times a year risked life and limb and in accompanying their deviltry he had almost killed more horses than their money would ever pay for but he was fond of them he was fond of that mad pace of eighteen versts an hour he was fond of upsetting some harmless ivoschek from his box or running down some pedestrian on the street crossings and of dashing at full tilt down the moscow highways he was fond of hearing behind him that wild cry of drunken voices pashol pashol when it was already a physical impossibility for his horses to carry them a step further and he was fond of winding his whiplash around a peasant's neck who shrank back more dead than alive as he passed by real gentlemen he called them anatol and dolokhof also were fond of balaga because of his masterly skill in handling the lines and because his tastes were similar to theirs with others he drove hard bargains charging twenty-five roubles for two hours outing and he rarely condescended to drive others himself but more frequently sent one of his subordinates but with his gentlemen as he called them he always went himself and never charged for his extra labor only when he learned through the valets that money was plentiful he would come after an interval of many months and very soberly and obsequiously bowing low asked to be helped out of his difficulties his gentlemen always made him take a seat you will excuse me bayushka fyodor ivanuitch or your illustriousness he would say i am entirely out of horses i pray you to advance me enough to go and get more at the yermanka and anatol and dolokhof if they happened to be flush of funds would give him a thousand or so roubles balaga was twenty-seven years old a stubbed red-haired snub-nosed muzik with fiery red complexion and still more fiery red neck with glittering little eyes and a scrubby beard he wore a fine blue silk-lined kaftan and over that a sheepskin polushupka he crossed himself turning to the shrine corner as he came in and advanced toward dolokhof holding out a small black hand fyodor ivanovitch your good health he exclaimed with a low bow how are you brother there he is good health your illustriousness said he addressing anatole who came in at that moment and offered him also his dirty hand i ask you balaga said anatole clapping his hand on his shoulder do you love me or not eh now there's a chance for you to prove it what horses have you come with eh those your man ordered your own wild ones said balaga now see here balaga no matter if you slaughter all three of your horses provided you get us there within three hours eh if we slaughter them how shall we get there replied balaga with a wink i'll smash your snout for you a truce to joking cried anatole suddenly with glaring eyes who's joking exclaimed the driver with a laugh do i ever grudge anything for my gentlemen whatever my horses can show in the way of speed that we will do ah grunted anatole sit down then yes why not sit down said dolokhof i will stand fyodor ivanovitch sit down no nonsense have a drink said anatole and poured him out a great glass of madeira the driver's eyes flashed at the sight of the wine refusing at first for manners sake he drank it down and wiped his mouth with a red silk handkerchief which he kept in the top of his cap well when shall we start your illustriousness let me see anatole glanced at his watch start pretty soon now see here balaga hey you will get there on time well it depends on the start 
If we get off luckily, then we'll be there in good time. I got you to Tver once. Went there in seven hours. Don't you remember your lustrousness? Do you know? One Christmas we started from Tver, said Anatole, smiling at the remembrance, and turning to Makarin, who was gazing affectionately at Kurrigan with all his eyes. You wouldn't believe it, Makarka. We flew so that it quite took away my breath. We came upon one file of carts and jumped right over two of them, eh? What horses those were, interposed Balaga, taking up the thread of the story. At that time I put in two young side horses with the bay shaft horse, said he, turning to Dolokhov. You would hardly believe it, Fyodor Ivanuitch. Those wild creatures actually flew for sixty verse. It was impossible to hold them. My hands were numb, it was so cold. I threw down the lines. Look out for yourself, your illustriousness, said I, and rolled over backward into the sledge. It was hopeless to control them, or even to stick to my seat. The devils got us there in three hours. Only the left one was winded. End of chapter 16